The Beacon, celebrating when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Hey, well, greetings, everybody. That catchy little jingle means you've tuned into The Beacon, and we are so glad that you are listening in today. My name is Steve Woods. I serve as one of the hosts of The Beacon, where uh, we get together on a weekly basis and we celebrate ways in which God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Whether you're listening to us on 960 The Patriot or you're listening uh, in your car, on the treadmill, through podcasts, we're just so grateful that you tuned in today and we're really honored to have some special guests. So I'm going to turn it over to my co-host, Jeff Blake. Jeff, tell us uh, who we have on the program today, please. You bet, Steve. Good morning, everyone. This morning is a really incredible episode and we get to you get to listen into an amazing conversation with friends and colleagues. And again, Steve, as you celebrate on this, this show week after week, we celebrate when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. And probably five, six years ago, I had a chance to meet my good friend, Jordan Francis, and was started as, a, I think, email communication between us both. Huh. And then you ended up speaking in a senior chapel on um, speaking into kids, making the next step in life. And then from there, the journey unfolded. And Jordan, every time I see you, and John and one of your colleagues and the fellow Real Talkers, um, you inspire us here at Phoenix Christian. And so it's our pleasure and joy this morning to introduce Jordan Francis and Alex Martinez, two members of the Real Talk organization. Jordan and Alex, welcome. Man, grateful to be here as always. Love PC, just put the kids in PC so you know we're here now. You ain't getting rid of us, right? Uh, and um, yeah, man, wanted to introduce Alex. Alex is one of the guys that I've had the privilege of walking with since we started this whole uh, Real Talk journey and makes me smile. He's a Gen Zia. He's got incredible insight, incredible passion. So I'm just grateful that we get to journey in life together. Appreciate you, Alex. Hey, guys. How's it going? Glad to be here. Excited for this. We're glad to have you. So, so Jordan, give us an overview what is Real Talk? And when we uh, engage in Real Talk, why should we be snapping our fingers? Mm. <laughs> right, man, you're giving me flashbacks. Um, we're just basically a ministry or organization that's having these deep, meaningful conversations with young people. And the whole goal behind that is to create a safe space for them to engage and then the gospel to be brought to bear on whatever issue is that we're talking through. And so... Uh, the reason why we're snapping our fingers is because we're having that real talk, right? And that's something that people will say during the course of the conversation, yo, that's real talk. And so and that's kind of how the name actually like came to be in the first place. And so, you know, when you're having that real, raw, authentic conversation and people are saying things really from their heart, from deep in their soul, uh, you know, there's that natural response. There's that everybody feels it, right? There's that, there's that uh, language that comes when you just speak and you understand something mentally, but then there's when people talk to you and you feel what it is that they're saying, and it's like a part of their story and it connects with your story and you understand each other on a level that uh, humans can go to, that's what we're looking for. And then in that space, we're also looking to engage God there as well and ask the question, well, where is he while I'm feeling these things? Where is he while I'm thinking these things? Where is he while these things are happening in our world? Because Gen Z wants to know why, right? They want to know why. And so we have to be able to answer the why questions, or if we can't answer the why questions, we have to be able to enter into that why with them and just be present. And ultimately that is what Christ did for us. He's present. He enters in. You know, Jordan, one of the amazing things, I'm not sure if you caught last week's episode, but we had hope responders on and the whole show was focused on 
Where is God? And it was a, another organization, similar passion and pursuits, uh, reaching out with different different folks, meeting people in crisis and, and, and trauma in their lives. Where is God? You carry the question out in a similar fashion, but you go out not only into a Christian school like Phoenix Christian, but you're also out in the public schools. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for us, the public school space is an incredible space to be um, and just to sit with kids and be present. And I think one of the things that we've been able to do is to have controversial conversations in a non-controversial way. And the reason for that is because we have conversations. We listen to people. We don't just talk at them. We talk about things together. And so when that happens, uh, people don't feel like you're trying to get them to believe something. They don't feel like you're trying to get them to go in a particular direction. But they feel like we're on a journey together. And funnily enough, and Alex, you can speak into this, Gen Z wants to do stuff together. They want to collaborate. And so if you can collaborate with them in conversation, if it can be a, a mutual thing where you guys come are coming together to figure, figure things out, they don't feel pushed around. And so in the public school system, those kids are wanting that too. And so we want to provide that for them. Any thoughts, Alex? Yeah, I think I think you make a great point, man. I think um, these students, they want to be able to take ownership of something. Uh, a lot of the times for them, it's difficult to take ownership of something because most of the time, you know, in their classes, you know, their teachers are, are teaching them, right? Their parents are telling them what to do. Um, they even, you know, even in sports teams right nowadays, you know, maybe their coaches are telling them exactly what to do, but when they, when they come into a space where they can lead or felt or feel like they're leading, uh, the, it, it, it really just brings them out of their shell more. Those kids that feel a bit insecure, the, those kids that feel like they, you know, the kids that have trust issues because they can say whatever they want and they have the power to lead the conversation wherever they want, they feel more comfortable talking about these issues and are easily more open to listening to you if you listen to them first. That's pretty amazing. I just want to add as an, as an educator, it's far too easy in the classroom for a passive environment to exist. We have adults speaking at kids all the time. Yeah. Uh, you guys are a breath of fresh air and fresh water for what education needs and an opportunity for the student, the learner. In this case, uh, young people interested in God, where is God? to work out those questions and let them share their, their own experiences. So Jordan, Alex is a great example. You, you work with a team of folks helping you do this. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's about six or seven of us right now. <clears throat> and then a couple people that we're talking to about becoming a pod as this thing kind of, you know, uh, hopefully grows, you know, as we come post COVID and all the different types of things and schools start to open again, we're already having the conversations about, what is it going to look like to get back on campus? How are we going to re-engage? Because we know students are hungry. They want us back in schools. They want to be back in schools. Uh, and so we're just kind of preparing ourselves for that and perhaps the, the growth that could come quickly as a consequence. Uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're super excited. There's Alex, there's Brianna, Adam, Chris, John, who's the founder. So he's the originator of the Real Talk idea. And he kind of handed it off to me because, uh, you know, he felt like he was a little bit older and he needed a young guy to run the thing. You know, I feel like I'm getting old now. So I'm like, hey, Alex, I hope you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Jordan, let me ask you this. And I think you just alluded to it. You know, students want to be back together. They want to be engaged. They want to be on campus. You know, I feel as if as we've gone through, you know, this unprecedented is one of those words that's kind of almost worn out time. 
uh, a lot of folks making a lot of directional decisions that affect a lot of young adults. Uh, and uh, I think there's a great risk there that all those directional decisions are made without a lot of consultation or, or like you say, a chance to just listen to them. What do they think? What, what, what do they feel would be the very best for them? And I know you're having those dialogues, those conversations. What is a, as a per percentage or momentum, uh, you know, what, where would you say that, that uh, Gen Z in general is at? Yeah, I think Gen Z in general, and Alex, you can speak to this as well, is tired. They're fed up of the situation and they want it to be over. Mm -hmm. um, and I think part of the reason for that is that we don't listen to them. And so I think there are decisions that you can make for people in certain situations if you're willing to listen. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I think what happens is a lot of times we just tell Gen Z because they're, they're teenagers, hey, shut up and do what we say, as opposed to let me be present with you. Let me enter into how you're feeling, what you're experiencing, what you're seeing. And then let me present like, hey, I'm sorry, but this is what we're going to have to do. I think people take things much better when you do that. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, I mean, we see it right now with, uh, uh, you know, schools going back into uh, into session. Right. And the the whole AIA sports thing and 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 just kind of the, the voting around that that's been happening for those that don't know you know AIA voted to cancel winter sports and then you know now letting them back in and certain school districts closed right at the beginning of the semester for like the first two weeks I'm out in Chandler so that's kind of my the situation out here with, with the with the school with the schools um, and I actually coach uh, soccer at, uh, at Perry High School. And, 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 and one of the things that the players have to do is they have to wear masks. And, and I just I asked them one day, I was like, hey, how do you guys feel with everything going on? And they said, we don't care. We just we just want to play soccer. We haven't played soccer in three months. Like, we, ju we just want to play. Uh, and, you know, what about school? They're like, we, we just don't care anymore. We don't want to have the conversation about the masks on versus masks off or COVID. We just we just want to be able to do things because life really sucks right now. You know, I mean, three, you know, it was, it's been, it was three months for them since they've had a soccer game. And then before that, I think in the summer, I think there was about four or five month period, maybe even longer where they couldn't even play sports either. So, so these kids are just fed up and, and, and no one's listening to them. Right. It's, it's the AI, you know, by themselves decided to, to, to make that, make that vote. Um, and then, you know, people protested and they, and they got sports back in, but, but yeah, Gen Z is, is frustrated because because they are not being heard. Yeah, I had the chance last night, Alex, to talk to one of the members who represents a school within that AIA conversation. The members were virtually unanimous. Look, the kids need to play. They need to go. And I know there was a segment of the AIA that is the, the sports medicine side of it that really uh, seemed to carry the day, you know, that, yeah. that they were they kind of carried it. But it was. Uh, you know, it was good. I thought that the community as a whole, the students and, and those involved had a chance to kind of make their voice heard after the fact. But, hey, what about a world where we can, you know, seek that information in advance, where we can talk about it before we make directional decisions and not have to have an uprising, rather just a collaboration? Doesn't that sound like a better program, Alex? Yeah, 100 percent, you know, um, but, you know, obviously, <laughs> as we can see with everything going on in society, <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> so know, what do you we'll do, see. right? There's things, there's things you can control and things you can't control. And uh, I like that, uh, that you're, you know, what you're hearing from your, your athletes on the team that you work with is look, it just doesn't matter anymore. We don't care about all those details. Let's just, let's lace them up 
and let's play. That's what we're here to do. And so healthy, so important uh, to get to do that. And thankful for guys like you that'll take the time to invest and be there and be present for them to listen and say, all right, well then let's do it. Let's go play, you know? So if you're tuning into the beacon today, we are just really grateful that you have uh, decided to listen to this program. We're honored to have Jordan Francis and Alex Martinez with Real Talk uh, on the program together with our, my co-host, Jeff Blake. I'm Steve Woods, and we're grateful that you um, are listening in and uh, so honored that you've chosen to spend some time with us today. In this next segment, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Gen Z. And for those that may not know, kind of what defines Gen Z and how can we uh, that aren't a part uh, be helpful in promoting their success? So we'll talk about that in the next segment. Hope you'll tune in. The Beacon is presented by Phoenix Christian, a school celebrating excellence in education since 1949. Learn more at phoenixchristian.org. Hey, welcome back to The Beacon, sponsored by Phoenix Christian Preparatory School. Glad to be on air at 960 The Patriot. If you're tuning in today, you picked a great program to listen to, and we just welcome our guest, Jordan Francis, Alex Martinez from Real Talk also have in studio Jeff Blake. Hey, so Alex, tell us a little bit about how you and Jordan uh, first met and give us a little background on, on you personally and how long, uh, how long you've been in the Phoenix area. Right on, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm born and raised a Phoenix native. Uh, when I was in eighth grade, I had the privilege of going to live in Mexico a year with my grandma in uh, Guadalajara, Mexico. Um, so that was a super awesome experience. Um, and I think that Weirdly enough, that time and that start, I think, was what started to trigger uh, eventually what it would be to meet Jordan, because um, my grandma was a believer. Um, no one else in my family was. So I go over to Mexico. You know, I go to a, a, a Holy Spirit filled church. You know, I, I see I see friends get healed. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just seeing crazy stuff happen. And, and, you know, I come back to the United States to my dysfunctional household and um you know, high school was, was pretty rough. Did not, did not go the right way. Um, you know, just, uh, chasing girls and partying and, and, you know, smoking weed and stuff like just things that, you know, I shouldn't have been doing. And so, uh, I eventually get a scholarship to go play soccer in New York. I, I take it, but I come back a month later cause just the situation didn't work out. Um, and then for about a year, I was just lost having, having these crazy experiences, um, I, uh, one time, you know, I, I was with my friends. I, I basically just, you know, got high. And, um, I, at that point I knew God was real. Cause I started to, to, I saw the spiritual realm, uh, that did not go well. And, uh, you know, at one point I, I could hear God's voice just telling me, what are you doing? So then it was almost like God took me out of my own body. I looked down at myself. I was looking at myself from a third perspective. And I could see spiritual, like literal, literal spiritual warfare happening. And then before you know it, I just see a bunch of fire coming at me and someone on a horse getting in front of it and blocking it. Um, and then at that moment, I knew God was real and I needed to start doing something. So uh, about nine months later, I met Jordan at a, at, a, at a college Bible study group that I was going to at Mesa Baptist Church. And uh, we built a good connection. And 
probably a month later, you know, I gave my life to Jesus. So uh, Jordan was there through the process and he's been in my life ever since. And that was almost five years ago, almost five years ago. Wow. Yeah. It's been a long time. So that's how I know Jordan. Well, for, for those of us that aren't a part of Gen Z, I can tell you time just continues to travel pretty fast, man. And, and uh, what a cool testimony of God's pursuit, you know, of yeah. you and, uh, and, and how, how awesome it is uh, to, to think of the seeds that were being planted in that eighth grade year in Guadalajara with your, you know, God love and grandma who, you know, like you said, he exposed you to the gospel the truth, the Holy spirit and the church and uh, how before probably you ever realized that that was going to become important uh, when you get to meet Jordan later in life. So, so tell us, man, a little bit, you, you're the, you're the lone guy on this program who represents Gen Z Gen Z, help us, help us that those of us that aren't a part know, first of all, just by definition, you know, what, what does that mean? And then maybe by uh, characterization, what are some things that we should know? Because we're all going to interact with this segment of our, of our, uh, our culture, our community. And uh, I think, I think most of us want, want to be better at, yeah. uh, at being a good listener and valuing people at every, every age and segment of life. So help us out. Yeah. Uh, so from my understanding, I think, you know, if you are a Gen Zer, that means that you're born, you know, different people define it different ways. I've seen it everywhere from uh, you're born 1999 to 95, all the way up to I think 2010. I think maybe, maybe a little, uh, maybe, maybe a little, little uh, older than that. So maybe 2009, 2008. Um, you know, I think, I think one of the main things that, that, the characteristics of Gen Z's defines them as, you know, uh, pretty much having technology since they were, they were very young. Um, but at the same time, I, I still remember my dad having a beeper, right? I still remember, <laughs> I, I still remember having a house phone, right? Very vividly. But those are things that, you know, that I still haven't, but growing up with te technology is just going faster and faster. So, um, I think for us, it's, it's, it's technology. Um, it's, it's also, being the the generation that's the most connected but also the most disconnected mm -hmm. um, because we have had to learn how to navigate social media ourselves we, and we have had to teach other people to navigate social media right so right. there hasn't been this you know you know i have you know i never i didn't ha i never had to talk with my dad about social media right um because he didn't you know he couldn't have that conversation with me because so uh, or, or or technology in general because technology to him as well was new um, and I think as well, I think that um, one another thing that defines, defines Gen Z is the fact that Gen Z cares about issues that are happening in the world. Um, I think that's a big one. And I think that's something that we've definitely seen these last probably four years in society. We've definitely seen Gen Z uh, stake, take a stance when they feel like injustice is happening. So let's let's ask a question then with regard to all of that. Those are things that I think, you know, the technology piece is something that most people would probably presume just based on age. It's it's fun to watch my seven year old granddaughter, you know, uh, hanging out with with her great grandmother, uh, you know, playing a, a certain game on a phone or having a FaceTime yeah. chat or doing some things. It's pretty, pretty cool to see that happen. So the technology piece is there. Uh, you know, that that connectivity without being really connected is something obviously that's being learned to navigate. What are some of the risks 
that exist for a, a Gen Z or let's say I've got, I got tons of information coming at me. Yeah. How do I filter that and know, Hey, this is truth or this isn't truth or yeah. is, is there an absolute truth or is, how do I do, how do I figure out what's real and what isn't? Yeah. So I think the first thing that came to mind when you said that was, I think that the biggest danger for Gen Z um, that they have with social media and technology is that, uh, the, that gives them the option to lose their innocence mm-hmm. at a very young age, right? They, the, the, the idea that, that these kids can be innocent anymore is, is pretty much done. You know, um, I, I see kids nowadays, you know, I see them in schools and, and they all act older than they are now. Right. I think on the positive side, I think, these this generation is smarter than even you know some kids you know my generation right even i think i'm an older gen zer so i i may have a couple of things um kind of on the millennial side but the younger kids are smarter at the younger ages because they have the technology but on the other end right it, it can damage them for for the rest of their lives because they can see things and experience things that they can they'll never be able to unsee um so I think those are the main ones. I think the the truth part, I think, I think really comes into relationships that they have in their lives. Um, If they have any relationships with people around them, right? Whether it's their parents, their friends, a mentor, um, you know, we have to help guide them through those questions. We can't necessarily just keep pushing them and telling them, oh, this is the truth, right? We need to, we need to ask them, what's going on in their lives and 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 just help them that just walk life through them right give them the options of the doors hey well if you're listening in you got some good info coming at you come back in this next segment we're going to talk about trust and truth as it relates to gen z's thanks for listening to the beacon the beacon is made possible by phoenix christian and listeners like you Hey, well, welcome back to the beacon. You know, we're going to just jump right into it in this segment, Alex. We were just talking, you know, about how how technology kind of defines this Generation Z, and and also, you know, how they're just exposed to so much information, and and just how uh, all of us are at risk for getting a lot of information and not having a really good, you know, filter for what's true, what's partially true, what isn't true at all. Uh, and and the risks that go with uh, with moving forward, but you know, for all of us that are are not Generation Z, but have a heart and a passion that God's given us uh, for a young person in our life. I mean, if you're listening today, listen up to this segment because Alex is about to tell us, you know, how to earn enough of a platform to provide some some uh, some guideposts and uh, to promote the success of that Gen Z uh, student or family member or kid in your life. So Alex, let's, let's build on what we were just talking about and, and uh, help us know how we can promote the success of the next generation to be better than we ever dreamed they could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think first off, I think we need to meet them where they're at. Right. So, you know, what does that look like? Does that look like you, you know, watching a TV show that they're watching with them, you know, do just doing something simple, right. That they know that you care about them. Uh, and then also, you know, I think, I think there's certain issues, right. That everyone has 
as close to them, right? And 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 one of the reasons why we do these conversations the way we do is because we know we're going to always hit on something. You know, maybe it may not be. You know, this week may be depression. The next week may be you know anxiety. The next week may be friendship. Right? We're going to hit them somewhere where where they're where they're hurting. And and when we hit them with those with with that topic of where they're hurting at, all we're doing is just asking them questions and asking them how are fe- how they're feeling about the topic. I'm not telling them at all my opinion until I earn their trust, right? And 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 we do that towards the end. So um, I would I would recommend someone to have a conversation with a Gen Zer, but don't ask, don't tell them anything. Just ask them questions. Just seek to understand what they're saying see where they're coming from. It doesn't matter how, if you think it's dumb or what's going on, but just keep pressing in, keep asking them questions. Let them know that you that you care about their feelings, whether you feel like their idea of truth is right or wrong. What they need to understand is that you care about them and their feelings and that their feelings are true. Their feelings are real. Um, and then after that, you can start to navigate You know how you want to handle that conversation, where you want to take it, how you want to express to them that Hey, if you believe this, you know, in a couple, you know, this could hurt you this and that way, you know, and and I think at the end of the day, uh, Gen Z wants someone that they can trust to talk about these issues with. Um, They don't necessarily just want to go to social media all the time and just post about it or, you know, because uh, someone who's famous said something right. They don't just want to always believe that that's true, but that's the only influence that they're having in their life. So at the end of the day, they're going to listen to those people that are accepting what they're feeling and what they're believing. Man, I really appreciate that. And if I've learned um, anything, I've taken away anything from the conversations we've been fortunate to have with Jordan on the program, it's what you just outlined, Alex, is that, you know, they want somebody with some skin on that's in front of them that they can touch and see and be with who cares enough to, to put whatever agenda we have for them aside and just listen. What you said is, is uh, a great takeaway for our listeners that um, regardless of what is, is absolutely true or not, their feelings, their emotions, their experience is 100% true for them and to them. And until we listen to that and validate them by listening without trying to fix anything, or redirect them until we do that long enough to establish that trust and that care relationship. I mean, we might, we might have the greatest solution possible for them. They're never, ever going to hear it until they've been heard. Am I getting your message correctly? Yeah, 100%, man. You, we have to care. We have to genuinely care about them. We have to care about the things that they care about. We have to care about their feelings and emotions. And until we do that, then we won't be able to help them. And once we, and once you truly care about them, you'll be able to, you'll be able to help them. Well, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an old dude and I, you know, I've been around a lot and and I've had a chance to make a lot of mistakes, but one of the things I think I've learned through those mistakes and through some people that have poured into me is that there's just zero ways, none, not one way to value somebody more than to genuinely listen, you know, to Mm -hmm. to just focus in um, and, and really listen to them. That's a, that's just, it's not, it's not a tool. It's not a manipulation. I think it's quite frankly, how we were designed before the fall. <laughs> yeah. 
And so really appreciate that, Jeff. Give us some insight based on your perspective and the time, what you're hearing and what you're seeing, and, and then wrap us into this next segment because we're at the tail end of segment three here. Hey, you bet. 25 years in education, there's no greater gift you can give a kid than to listen and, and to be there and be present for him. I'm really excited to learn where Real Talk's going next in this next segment. You're going to want to tune in. They have vision, new ideas, and PC is just so excited to be a part of it. Phoenix Christian believes strongly in its rich history and bright future. Now equipping students from pre-K through 12th grade. Learn how you can help continue its legacy of Christ-centered education at phoenixchristian.org forward slash support. You're listening to The Beacon, presented by Phoenix Christian. Hey, we want to welcome you back to The Beacon today, and we want to tell you that this subject, this topic that we're talking about today is so incredibly important and relevant for the sake of uh, the future of, uh, of the world. I mean, like this is uh, this is so critical and so important that uh, there probably ought to be a podcast ongoing that talks about this very subject. Jordan, I think there might be. Could you tell us a little bit about where people could hear more uh, about uh, what we're talking about today? Yeah, so uh, we have a podcast the RLTK podcast, you can find it on pretty much any podcasting platform. And we basically just uh, get together and have conversations about things that are happening in our world. And we have guests on who are in the Gen Z space in many different forms and fashions. So parents, teachers, coaches, therapists, um, all different types of people doing all different types of work to get their perspective on what's happening with this generation and how, how we can connect with them, how we can build deep, meaningful relationship, how we can have conversations that matter with them and ultimately how we can bring our faith to bear on their world, our world and doing things together. So yeah, you'll find it on any major podcasting platform. Check it out. Uh, we're about to go record next week in the studio for the next month. All of our podcasts kind of getting back into this year, reflecting on last year, thinking about what's going to happen in 2021 and then talking about some things that we think are important to engage at the beginning of the year. So we're super excited. Well, thank you guys for, for what you're doing. It means so much to all of us. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to the program today and, and this has, um, has piqued your interest and you, you've done some, some you're self-aware enough to realize that we could all improve in the way that we listen and how we communicate and build relationships. And especially with this segment that's so critical to our future, then uh, check out the Real Talk podcast. Hey, Alex, we were talking off air a little bit about kind of that one thing, that most important thing that we really want listeners to have a chance to take away from our conversation today. And I want to invite you to, to uh, share that with the audience, if you would, please. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just, um, I, you know, I'm a person who has a lot of friends that come from different backgrounds and, and believe different things. And I think that's important, especially when you're working with Gen Zers. And, and obviously when I'm having these conversations with Gen Zers, um, everyone has their own opinion on stuff, which is amazing. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I think that I've learned, uh, and I think I learned this specifically with one friend who we see completely different on a lot of issues is that we're so close, like we're closer than we think we are to, to, to reaching people, right? We're closer to reaching those Gen Zers. The issue sometimes just comes right. Like our outcome of the answer is different, right? The, to, to the solution of the problem, but we both care about issues. Right. So I, I think one of the biggest things that I see is that, you know, um, uh, Gen Zers and their parents specifically or their influencers, 
they see completely different on different issues, right? Different generations. They grew up different, belie uh, believing different things. Gen Z gets to see, you know, everything on social media. So, so that a lot of the times there's a tension, right? On, on, you know, social issues, on, on religious issues, et cetera, et cetera. And just what I, I guess it's, it's an encouragement that I want to say is that you're, you know, we're close because when, when you start to find out more about them, they care about these issues. And at the end of the day, you know, what would it look like for us to love them more, right? When, when, when they say that they don't agree with us, you know, cause we're this close to reaching them. Yeah. What, what if uh, that relationship that we're all thinking of in our mind as we have this conversation was one that was built on a, um, a confidence that there's nothing you can say, yeah. there's nothing you can do that's going to make me love you any more than I do already or any less than I do right now. I mean, isn't that a, isn't that a pretty good example of the kind of love that I think Jesus probably talked about when he said, love God and love others, you know, when, yeah, when he, he gave us that, that, let me, yeah, boil it down to why, why do we make it so complicated? You know, uh, like you said, we're so close on so many of the issues. We all care about them. And if we yeah. believe that the outcome or a solution to a, a crisis or a problem is slightly different, it doesn't change the fact that we have that common concern, that common care. Let's focus a little more maybe on what we do have in common than the, uh, you know, the 90% of, of our concern versus the 10% of whatever solution we might propose as the, as the outcome. And, and, uh, you know, Jordan, again, I just, I'm so grateful to you guys and so thankful, um, for the way in which God's taken your availability, um, and is using it on the lives of young people. And, and, uh, certainly Phoenix Christian, uh, is an organization over many, many years and over many, many different generations and kinds of generations and titles of generations where the one common denominator is that that God weaves his way through the lives of those that we get a chance to interact with. And and uh, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about how, you know, at this time there's an intersection where God has aligned the uh, our paths and he's allowed them to cross at just the right time, Jeff. Uh, talk a little bit about what God's doing uh, with Real Talk, uh, with uh, Jordan's involvement at CCV and, and Phoenix Christian. Let's touch on that. This is a really exciting time. You know, I, Jordan's mentioned uh, his buddy John and John Eisenring. And Jordan and I, we've had an opportunity to walk around our campus a bit and explore. Um, Jordan and John had a, an incredible vision for continuing to impact our city uh, with their fellow folks like Alex speaking into our schools, a development of curriculum. And Phoenix Christian has a unique opportunity, Jordan, here to, to operate as a hub, a home base. Um, and selfishly, you know, for the benefit of our students, we believe in Real Talk. We endorse Real Talk uh, to give you a platform here with our students to speak into their spiritual formation um, and then branch out into our community from there. Jordan, let's just dream here a little bit and, and let the listener listen in as we explore these concepts. Yeah, um, man, I'm really excited because I think Phoenix Christian is this very unique space where God is doing this incredible work. And I think part of that is the direction that Phoenix Christian decided to take a few years ago and becoming a more missional school. And so what that's meant is that there are these students from all different types of creeds and colors and backgrounds and socioeconomic strata that are engaged in this school now. Uh, and as a consequence, they're all coming together, trying to figure out how to follow Jesus. Some know him, 
some don't. And uh, it's just this beautiful mix of people, right? Um, and I think of Revelation, all different tribes, tongues, nations, creeds, right? Uh, and so obviously that's my heart. I want to be in that part of the city. I want to be in a diverse space. And we just really want to enter in and begin to look at what does it look like to connect with kids from all these different types of spaces and backgrounds in different parts of the world that have different understandings of existence and then bringing them all together underneath the banner of Christ, helping them all understand the gospel and being like formed into God's likeness and then being sent out to do his redemptive work in the world. Right. Cause we're not just about people getting this gold ticket to go to heaven, but we're about people being transformed by the spirit and going out and building the kingdom of God. And then what does it look like for us to build the kingdom of God at PC? Um, I think there, there are a lot of, specifically with Gen Z, there are so many opportunities for them to do so many impactful things in the world that honestly don't involve going to college. Like they have the ability to start a business on their phone through social media. Who's training them to do that? Why aren't we teaching these kids to start nonprofits and start businesses uh, with that are doing social good because that's what they want to do. They want to do social good. Like, this generation is a study that came out that said they're the least prayerful generation. Why is that? Is it just because they don't care or is it because they're tired of people seeing they're tired of comments that say thoughts and prayers while there's tragic things happening. All my school got shot up thoughts and prayers. Oh, this building got blown up thoughts and prayers. No, let's go do something. And so we need to prepare and equip this generation to do something. And we're hoping that PC can be an example to the city, to the nation, to this part of the, the country of what can happen uh, when a Christian school takes in kids that may or may not believe, teaches them the gospel, and then gives them the tools to go out into our world and make a tangible, real difference. Steve, I think you can catch the excitement there. Um, the vision and the encouragement, and that is everything that we want to tap into. And I, 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 I can't help but connect to a point that Alex made earlier. Um, it's just been haunting me ever since he made the comment that this younger generation um, is far more prone to an early loss of innocence and to provide a, a sanctuary, a place, a listening ear, an open heart uh, to meet a young person where they're at, help them to identify what they've processed and to help them to chart a path forward. And not only for an individual and personal reconciliation and personal redemption, but I want to applaud that this generation is pursuing ways for societal redemption and to be mm -hmm. a salt and light that the Lord called us to be. And this mm -hmm. is what education is about, empowering kids and not being afraid to be innovative and reinvent mm -hmm. ourselves and recognize that there's new platforms and new ways to reach kids and give kids new places to stand and grow. So we believe in that, Jordan. We're excited about that. And I just want to applaud and encourage and let you know we're wholeheartedly in this and we're eager to take next steps with you. Yeah, man, we're excited. We're really excited to just uh, get out there and really go deep with these students. And I think about what Alex said about innocence as well. Um, and this reality that there's this quote in this book by Justo Gonzalez He's a Latin theologian and shout out to Alex for putting us on Justo. He says that, you know, and I, I'm going to talk about it. People of color live beyond the myth of innocence. And what does he mean when he, he says that? He says that like for us, we come in with our history and our background and our understanding of the things that our tribes and our 
our countries did uh, before we were born. We understand our heritage. We understand the wars. We understand the tribalism. We understand the cannibalism. We understand, you know, all the different types of things that have transpired. And I think for a lot of kids that walk into PC, they live beyond the myth of innocence too. They, you know, they might come from a broken home. They might have experienced some tragic things. They might have had to leave their country to come to this country for whatever reason. You know I'm saying there's all these stories uh, that exist at this school. But the wonderful thing about it is that God is able to enter in. And I think this is the most important thing that we need to understand. And I think we kind of have lost this. Like our God is an incarnational God, right? He doesn't just talk, but he enters in, right, to people's lives. And so I think what we are guilty of with Gen Z is just talking to them. And we're not entering into their lives like Jesus does, right? Like these aren't just concepts. These are who God actually is. And then he brings who he actually is to bear on our lives. I mean, we believe that God, the Holy Spirit, enters into us and dwells in us. And we're not going to enter into these young people's lives and dwell with them. We're missing the gospel. You know what I'm saying? We're not just missing a generation. We're missing Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? And so if we'll do that, and I know that PC wants to do this, and I think if we do it, we'll see this generation do incredible things, incredibly just things for the sake of the gospel. <laughs> Jordan, that's super encouraging. And I just want to applaud and affirm. And if a parent is interested in learning to be more part about our community here at Phoenix Christian, visit phoenixchristian.org. Uh, we'd gladly set up a tour, introduce you to the folks that are on the show this morning introduce you to our amazing uh, teachers and leaders here on this campus, and most of all, uh, the opportunity to introduce you to some of our, our kids. Um, they're the heroes of the story, and we, every yep. day is an opportunity to engage with them, um, celebrate their story, and we get to be the guide with them. And I know that's a vision also of, of Real Talk. Now, Jordan, let's, let's chat for a second, too. Um, Phoenix Christian is proud to host uh, CCV Stars. And yep. Jordan, we got just a little bit of time here. Quickly, what is CCV Stars? Yeah, so CCV Stars is a ministry of Christ Church of the Valley. Uh, it's, a, it's our sports programs. I obviously work there. I run the campus in the Levine area. And the whole goal behind that is to create an environment where families can come, enjoy sports, and be together. And, you know, it's an, it's an outreach opportunity for us. There's a lot of families that uh, aren't necessarily connected to a local church or have a faith that will come into that type of environment and enjoy sports and have relationships built with them. And so now we got that happening at PC, and we're super excited about that. And so to visit ccvstars.com, right? Correct. That is correct. <laughs> hey, well, we want to thank you for tuning into the Beacon again today. We want a, a special thank you to Jordan Francis, Alex Martinez with Real Talk. We appreciate Phoenix Christian for being the sponsor of the Beacon. We appreciate you, the listener, for tuning in. Check out our other episodes. Uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Have a great day in Christ Jesus. Be a good listener. Go find a Gen Zer. Love them. Love them a ton. Have a great day.